you guys. We did it. We're here. Welcome to the Joey Showy, brought to you by Good Morning, which is still just me, Joey. You can't get enough of me. To quote my friend Matt Huff, here we goey. <laughs> Welcome to episode one of the Joey Showy. If you're here, I'm assuming you know me in some capacity. Hi, thanks for listening. I hope it's worth your while. I hope you come back. I hope I come back, to be honest. We'll see what this becomes. Um, I've wanted to do a podcast for a few years, several years. I don't know, a little while now. I feel like it started out as most things do for insecure people. It started as a joke in my mind. Like, oh my God, imagine if I had a podcast. Like, well, what would that even be? And then over time, the idea just sits in your head and you realize it's maybe not a joke and something that you actually would like to do. And actually, I think you could maybe possibly even be good at. So we're here. I initially wanted to do a podcast after my husband, Taylor, started his. He used to have a solo podcast called Strange Nerve. He now does a podcast with our friend, Jake. Um, It is called Quit Your Band. And it's great. But again, if you're here, you probably already know that. Um, I loved Strange Nerve and I got to be a guest on it a few times. The first time I was a guest, it was really, really cool to have gotten to talk to someone that I've known, I mean, now for almost two decades, but at the time, 12 plus years. And I got to have this conversation with him in a way that I've just never really had before when I'm doing a podcast I mean it's always been a guest before but when I've been a guest on podcasts previously it's just this this confidence I get in speaking I guess the best way to explain it is like if we're at a party together and I'm talking to you I'm gonna take every social cue that you don't even know you're giving me And I'm going to see the second you lose interest in what I'm saying or the second you notice somebody else you want to talk to. And then like I'm not interested in what I say, so I lose confidence in it. I kind of trickle out. I'm already a quiet talker. I see people like straining to hear me and I just want to stop. I want to be done. I want to go, oh, my God, you can go do anything else right now. You do not have to listen to me speak. But with a podcast, everybody there wants to be there. If you're a guest on a podcast, the host wants you there. They want to be talking to you. The audience wants to be listening. And if they don't want to listen, they can turn it off and walk away. You can't really turn it off and walk away at a party. I mean, you totally could, and I would fully get it. But you're probably worried about hurting someone's feelings to do that. So... I feel like with a podcast, I can just like speak and speak well (laughs) and just say the things I really want to say. But we'll see. I we're just starting, babe. I could very well lose momentum with this, but we're not going to think that way. So Strange Nerve was years and years and years ago. Um, Like I said, it it made me consider doing a podcast but I don't think it was really a real thought in my mind until the last 
couple years, my friends Matt and John started a podcast, Your Morning Breakfast, and I got to be a guest on that podcast a few times. And it just reignited that flame um, that feels a little too passionate, but it definitely got me wanting to do it again. The holdup is that I've always considered myself a better sidekick than a main character. I was sitting around waiting for someone to text me and say, I'm going to do a podcast and I need my Andy Richter and that's you. But like that's not going to happen. No one knew I wanted to do a podcast and also what? No one's going to text me that. So it kind of got to the point where I thought about it. I daydreamed about it enough that it was like, all right, it's time for me to be Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter. That's what I'm giving you here. And I'm just as funny. I'm not just as funny as them. I do hope this podcast is funny, but I'm like terrified that that I'm delusional and like no one's going to laugh at all. But I, I do think, I think there will be like a, a few smirks and a, huh, that was funny. That's what you can get out of Mia. Huh, that was funny. We're at the very beginning of this podcast right now. I don't know what it's going to be. I have thoughts and hopes and things that I would like for it to be, but I just don't know because I haven't done it yet. So we're all here together trying this new thing and I hope it does turn into the things I want. I've always liked connecting with people. Every job I've ever had has been care focused. Um, I taught gymnastics in high school. I worked in early childhood education and for the last 13 years I've worked in dentistry being a dental assistant and that job is a lot emotionally people sit down in the chair they already don't want to be there and I fully get it like you could not be more vulnerable than when you're at the dentist a stranger is inside of your mouth and you're waiting for them to give you like the worst news every person sits down and thinks I'm gonna say all of your teeth have to come out right now it's awful it's terrible to think of that happening so people come in just like on edge and it's expensive and it's uncomfortable and it just like no one wants it so I have people coming in they're already not being their best selves and then they sit down in the chair and I don't know if they're just like to the brim with their anxiety like they can't handle anything but they sit down in the chair and everything comes out everything Every joy, every anxiety, every celebration, every just frustration they're dealing with. And they share it. And I love it. It's like this designated time for them that they don't even really realize is happening. And it's uninterrupted. And I can validate them. I can cheer with them. I can do whatever they're doing with them and make them feel like normal that it's happening and I love that and as dumb as it is to say I really have found that we are all very 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 similar we are all extremely different from one another but we're very similar in 
what we want out of life, what makes us feel safe, what makes us feel scared. And it's like, it's hard out there. It's hard for everyone right now. And I don't know if this can just be like a little place where you can vent frustrations or ask for advice or share like a silly embarrassing moment or a victory you've had and then just have like a community of people share that with you and like feel the things with you. That's that's I think what I want this to be. Really just think like, well, whatever this has been so far, the warmth of Delilah. You guys remember Delilah, right? I think she's still around. But I used to always just like fall asleep listening to Delilah. And it was so warm and comforting. And she was there for everyone. And I just, something about that always stuck with me. So warmth of Delilah, the fun of our favorite teen magazine. And, you know, just just my own naturally really cool vibes uh that's that's what we're looking for with this podcast um like I said I do want people to like send in stories or questions or whatever um to share I think at some point animation would be cool with this I want it to be visual but I'm really just starting bare bones again to make sure we've got something here um same idea guests eventually you know it it can grow into whatever we want it to be right now it's just me I do have a couple questions to answer um I did kind of a test run of this podcast through my Instagram stories like months ago just to see like what it would be to respond to people I guess um and it was cool. It was hard because an Instagram story is so short. Um, but it was cool. There were a couple questions that were asked that I thought would be really good for the first episode. Just things that kind of let you know where I'm at, who I am, and also just that I couldn't answer quickly. Uh, the first question is, a topic that I can talk about endlessly so I will try to keep it quick but I'm also looking at like my recording system right now and there is not a time and if there is I can't really tell what it is so we're just going babe we're just going we're gonna see where we go the first question we've got comes from a Maggie I remember you and Taylor saying a while ago, you don't think you want kids. How did you guys come to this conclusion? I'm scared of having them and not having them. Well, Maggie, let's get into it. First of all, I think many people can probably relate to the confusion, I guess, of not knowing if kids are right for you or not. Me being one of them. So for like the first... 30 years of my life, I am not exaggerating when I tell you every day, I daydreamed about being a mom, about being pregnant, giving birth, meeting my child, learning who they are, helping them grow, seeing them off to college, to the point of them then like gifting Taylor and I a bench by the water at a pond we like right? Like I was like, how cool. 
I have someone I love, someone that I think would be a beautiful person in someone else's life, a great mentor, a wonderful supporter. Our kids will get to see our love and they'll grow up and they'll name a bench after us that faces water where we like to be. And it was this really beautiful life I made up in my brain. It was really great. And every decision I made in life was to get me to that point. Every job I had, every like risk I didn't take was like, oh, I got to be safe to have to have these kids one day. In 2018, I had a really bad panic attack, anxiety attack, into depression. I don't know what it was, but my brain was broken. I was out of work. I couldn't leave the house without just being scared. I was scared, like to tears, making myself sick if I left my house. My parents would come over if Taylor had to leave. It was rough. I don't want to downplay it, but I also don't need to get into crazy details but I got into therapy I got on medication and when I started to be on the other side of this thing that happened I remember talking to my therapist and saying what if I was a mom when all that just happened I couldn't even take care of myself I couldn't get out of bed that would have been crazy for a kid to see that I can't I can't be a parent my therapist was like well we can't make make decisions off of something like that especially if it's something you've always wanted and have always felt good about but it was the first time in my entire life that I allowed myself to see what it would be to not have kids that's crazy I never did that before I just decided and stuck to it and that was that But by allowing myself to see what kids, what life without kids would be, I realized I never did a lot for me. Like, who would I be if not a mom? I didn't have an answer. And that kind of made me question what the real, real um, starting point was for me to want to be a parent. And I do, I do believe I would be an amazing mom and I still consider it from time to time. But what I started to realize was that like desire to nurture somebody else, to raise somebody else was a way of like not giving myself attention. Um, I could just kind of like give up on this old life and start anew when I have a kid. And that is not good parenting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So I started to care about myself and learn about things that I like, like making art, which I gave up on very young, probably because I got distracted in art class and assumed that since I couldn't finish a project in 30 minutes, I wasn't good at it. I don't know. But look at me go. I've got hobbies. I care about myself a little more. I started like watering this dehydrated old plant of my own and it's great. I'm growing. So I guess all this is to say Taylor and I are over here just 
living our lives, trying to feel good. And if we find ourselves in a place that makes sense to have kids, we will. And that could look many different ways, like adoption. Maybe I get pregnant. I still daydream about being pregnant one day. Like, it's not like I've given up on that ever being a reality. It's just less of a necessity now than it used to be. I don't know, Maggie, I'm sorry. I don't know if this was helpful. Maybe at the very least you'll realize that it's okay to not know. It's okay to kind of go back and forth. And maybe it's best if we just live our lives for ourselves. And then if the kids make sense, the kids make sense. And if they don't, they don't. I'm not sure, but you're not going to make the wrong decision. That's an important thing to remember. I think if you're someone who is even weighing the two options and caring about it that much already, then you're going to do the thing that's best for you. So, love it. The other question came from X Cookies and Scream X. Having a BF in a band, how to not feel insecure. Lol. Lol. Lol is right. I'm going to start this by saying, whether Taylor was in a band or not, I'm insecure. And it's just, hey, that's me. I'm an insecure girl over here. Taylor has also always been in a band, so I don't really know any other way. But I will say this. Anytime that nasty little insecure voice starts and it's questioning things and painting these psychotic scenarios in my brain I remember that it's exactly that it is my insecurity and not anything real that's happening or worth worrying about or thinking about and that goes for like insecurity and anxiety in general if we're giving it the power, we're thinking about it, it's just going to continue and get stronger. Like you are exercising that muscle. So I feel like the more I give into insecurity, the more insecure I am. And when I can catch myself being insecure um, or feeling jealous, we'll say, I remind myself that I'm with a person who loves and respects me and that's who I'm choosing to be with and I would not choose to be with that person if they didn't love and respect me and it makes that insecure voice shut the fuck up for a minute and go away and I don't know I think for some people maybe they don't deal with that but I definitely have and I have through my whole relationship like that's a long time Um, but again, it's not based in anything the other person is doing. And I feel like as long as that's the case, you can just remind yourself that like, hold up, nothing happened. So what am I insecure about? It's so much easier said than done and insecurities still exist and we're still going to look in the mirror and pick ourselves apart. But I don't know. I just... I hope you're able to find security in your relationship. And if you can find that, then you can make your insecurities 
at least dissipate a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do advice. I don't. Is this good? Is this good or is this bad? I don't know. Um, those were all the questions. So now I'm just going to like talk about my last couple weeks a little bit. I went and saw Annie Letterman do stand up at the Punchline in Philly and it was great. I went by myself. I like was a third wheel on a stranger's date, but it was cool. Um, I did kind of try to make a joke with them. Like the person came up to seat them and she was like, oh, are you waiting for anyone? And I was like, no. She was like, okay, you guys will be right here. And I went, well, actually, I guess I'm waiting for these two. And the person that worked there loved it. The other two didn't really say anything. And I was like, oh, no. They think I'm going to be a weirdo. (laughs) So then at one point, I just, like, turned to them. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm crashing your date. And I thought it would be, like, kind of an icebreaker. Like, we would all giggle and then be like, oh, and start talking. And the girl just goes, don't apologize. And then, like, nothing happened after that. And I was like, okay. Well, she was being nice telling me not to apologize. But it definitely definitely just ended there. And that was fine. Annie Letterman was incredible. Um, I, like, so I listened to her on the Trash Tuesday podcast. And she's just great. She's on this, like, I don't want to say journey, but it is this journey in life and she's constantly trying to be better and learn from her past and like heal things and it's just a really cool thing to listen to and she just has this really great energy around her and when she walked out on stage it was insane like I felt that energy and I was like oh my god I know her from listening to a podcast I felt a little bit insane I a little bit felt like is this delusion? Like, I think this is my friend, but I think that's what podcasts are. You think you're just like hanging out with somebody. And so it was just very cool. She did a lot of like crowd work and stuff, but she's just funny. She's a funny person. So I didn't need written jokes. I was there to just see her and laugh and enjoy her perspective. She freaking got engaged recently, and I felt like one of my friends just told me they got engaged. I was so excited for her. It was really cool. I didn't do her meet and greet after, but I kind of wanted to because she just, like, I like her so much, but I was really like, what am I going to do? Like, just go up and be like, hi, I like you. (laughs) Okay, good job. Good night. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I didn't do it. Listen, it's big enough that I went to this show because I went alone. And that is not something I do often. I'm trying to be better about it, but I have this like codependent, anxious attachment thing going on. And it's hard. It's hard to like want to go do something by yourself. I don't know why, but it is. But I've gotten a lot better at once I get the idea in my head. I commit to it and I go and it usually ends up being great. Recently, I did it to go to the beach. I like woke up and I was like, I'm doing I'm going to the beach today. I need a beach day. I'm going alone. Like, let's do this. And I picked a beach I never went to, but I'd wanted to. And it was probably the most crowded beach there has ever been. I the bottom of my feet were burning. I finally found a spot to put my towel down. 
and like I sat down and I just heard like <laughs> that's a speaker um crackling <laughs> but I just heard like order 39 your order's ready order 39 and I realized there was a speaker for whatever like food place was on the boardwalk like right behind where I went and I was annoyed I couldn't find parking I drove around forever I got my period at the Wawa I stopped at right before I got to the beach so we're day one surprise period um driving around can't find parking finally find it feet are burnt pick the worst spot and I'm about to throw the towel in like I'm about to be like I'm just gonna go home I don't care I'll drive two hours home it's fine who needs a beach day not this girl and then I remember that I'm trying to just like accept scenarios that happen because I find when you're like fighting it things are worse nothing gets better if I sat there cranky that it took me a long time to find a parking spot and I got my period and all there's a blister on my foot from the long walk but the bottom of my foot's burnt this freaking speaker like if I sat there and just thought about all of those things I would never win I would never win it would never be a good time So I went, okay, all those things happened and are happening and we're choosing to stay at the beach. We're going to read our book. We're going to go in the water. Maybe we're not going to stay as long as we wanted to, but we're here. And wouldn't you know what? I had a good time. How about that? How about that? I changed my own perspective. It was pretty cool. So I'm trying to do that more. I'm trying to get an idea in my head, want to do something go and do that something and it was great I got to see Annie Letterman she was so funny she was really funny I really liked her speaking of funny this isn't that funny but it I'm gonna brag a minute I had a 19 year old patient this week and I mentioned something about having a husband and she shoots her head around she goes how old are you and I said oh honey I'm 34 she said no you look like you could be 21 it's fine I've heard that I'm finally at an age in life where being told you look younger is like cool for a very long time it was frustrating but now it's like a cool thing and she goes no not only do you look 21 you have like young vibes excuse me I have young vibes do you know how good that feels I know I'm not old but like occasionally you know You've been here. You feel gravity a little more than you used to. You're tired. But I got told I have young vibes still. So, you know, if you guys want young vibes, stick around. We're getting to the end of the podcast here. And I just want you to know, with the Joey Showy, we stay young around here. We have a good time. I don't know. I want to incorporate music into this somehow, but I'm not really sure. Uh, I just signed up for like Spotify podcasts with Anchor and I actually did see something that was like attach an entire song from Spotify to it. So I think I'll probably like close out episodes with just like a song that comes on after. If you're not listening on Spotify, it probably won't work, but maybe I'll just like tell you what song it is. And the really funny thing right now is that I didn't pick a song ahead of time. But you know what? I do know what it's going to be because it's part of what kind of inspired me to do this podcast. 
I was listening to a song called Slide Tackle by Japanese Breakfast. And there's a line in it. Be good to me. You and me. We've always had a good time. And what else is left, babe? And isn't that the truth? You've always been there, right? It's just you. You always had a good time. You've always survived. So what else is there? We got to accept the situation and enjoy it. And I feel like that wraps up nicely with my beach story and a great ending point. So thank you guys so much for being here. I can't wait to see how long this is. Um, I hope I see you again next week. Bye.